Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Wednesday. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Chiribasi. Thanks for being with us. Big show today. We've got our pals Pete Blackburn and DJ Bean from the What Chaos Show standing by. We're going to do some around the league and some Blackhawks with them. And uh, we've also got some very important and insightful sound from Luke Richardson to get to later in the show. Before we uh, bring in Pete and DJ, make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Make sure you are subscribed there as well. Podcast listeners, follow, subscribe, like, all that stuff, and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify would be appreciated. And you only have a few hours left to take advantage of our big merch sale at chgolocker.com. Do it now. 30% off until the end of the evening. So Mm -hmm. jump in there, take advantage, stock up on some merch. Yes, I agree. Thank you, you should, Mario. You should stock up on some merch. <laughs> That's buy, our, buy one of each. Buy our shirts, buy our hoodies, buy our hats, um, beanies. The whole schmear. Everything. Yep, pint yeah. glasses. Schmier. Maybe Nick Felino can buy one for himself and give me mine back. <laughs> sure. All right, let's bring in Pete and DJ from the What Chaos Show. Uh, wanted to get these guys on. We like to do it Wednesdays when the Hawks don't play, but especially today – couple days ago dj you proposed something very interesting about seth jones and uh it got my mind reeling a little bit and i'm going to give you the floor to present your idea and we can sort of talk amongst ourselves about it hell yeah appreciate it in short if i'm a team that needs defense i'm calling the blackhawks and seeing if they hate the seth jones contract as much as you the listener the viewer the fan the talking head the whomever does because if the blackhawks have any designs on getting away from that thing if i'm a team that wants defense going into the playoffs and has some money which the money had to figure out because no one has money right now i am for sure taking seth jones at a discounted rate okay so this has been the thing and i'll say most of the people that would identify themselves as diehard hawks fans can recognize seth jones's value and what he brings to the team they know he's He's a number one, but probably in a lower tier of the number one defenseman. He's probably overpaid by a million, million and a half, but they're willing to accept it. But I think this opportunity that you're presenting, and on the show, I think you said the Hawks could retain, you know, two million of the nine and a half to make it work. Yeah, we settled on two because they're going to have cap space for a while anyway, which obviously can be argument for then why don't you just eat it and deal with it? If they think the contract's going to age poorly and they know that, look, like when they got Seth Jones, they weren't playing on getting Connor Bedard. They didn't think that they were going to have a $15 million player coming down the, the pike. So like, th- that's why I throw it out there. It's, it's, it's very interesting because I do think while the Hawks are happy with what Seth Jones brings, I also think they're aware of the albatross of the contract that that is. And I think for $2 million a year, they would gladly dispatch that seven and a half extra million off their salary cap. And I know it will hurt them 
in the short to middle term of that deal. Like, they're a better team with him, obviously. But I think, like you said, DJ, looking ahead to when Conor Bedard is going to need that next contract, um, cap space is going to become an issue soon, especially if these prospects that are so highly rated uh, pan out to be, even if half of them hit, you're going to need a lot of that money. That Wyatt Kaiser deal is uh, going to be <laughs> yeah. nothing to, to sneeze at. Classic. Yeah. I mean, I, the, I, I land on the side of like, well, number one, that trade is never going to happen. Uh, the most interesting trade proposal that we we got in return was uh, Jeff Skinner for uh, for Seth Jones, which would be hilarious because it would result in the Buffalo Sabres paying their top three defensemen like $30 million collectively. Um, and did, otherwise, like, I just don't see the Blackhawks like they need more good defensemen, not subtracts like one of the few that they actually have. And if you're eating $2 million, million for like the next six years, you're going to have to go out and get a number one defenseman and you're going to have to pay that guy. And then you're going to have to add $2 million onto whatever you pay that guy because you have dead money on the cap. Not if they think they have a number one defenseman, not if they think that one of the young defensemen that they have is going to become a number one defenseman. And then for, probably five to six years you're not paying number one defenseman on that and like that's why you can afford that i also agree i get mad at how often pete says this is never going to happen obviously it's never going to happen we're being more creative than gms though because you look around and you say well he's got six more years left on this deal he's got a full no move this would never happen players do waive no moves they waive no trade clauses again i don't think it's going to happen the question is is this something that would make sense for anybody to do and I definitely think that it can be an exercise in Blackhawks fans realizing like it's not so bad that you have this guy as as a player Seth Jones is a desirable defenseman most teams would want him in their top pair or top four at, at the very least that that is that is unquestionable but because of what he is paid he has become a lightning rod uh for a portion of, of blackhawks fans and honestly un, unjustly most of the time um so yeah i mean if if i i don't think i don't get the sense the blackhawks care as much about that contract as the fan base does and i i think it's you know something that they're they're fine with because would you rather overpay a guy who's going to fill that role that you that you have no one to fill right now or would you rather pay him to just not be here and then you you struggle even more you don't have a solid defenseman to help these young players Korchinski, Vlasic uh you know go on on down the line all their defensive prospects you don't have someone there that can help shelter some of those guys as they be, as they develop into pros and no longer, you know, teenagers and 20 year olds, like they, they don't have a number one defenseman to replace Seth Jones. And they probably won't for a few years. And, and like Seth, like Alex Vlasic, he's turning into a really good young defenseman. Is he ever going to be a number one? I don't know, but he's a really, he's probably going to be a really good top four defenseman. Is Kevin Korchinski ever going to be a true number one? I don't know, but he might be a really good top four guy. So until you have like that answer as like, this is the next number one guy, you need someone there who can fill those shoes. So, and if you're in the playoffs, let's say in two years, you want a rangy minute eating like like Seth Jones is exactly what you do want. When you're in the playoffs, you go back to his days in Columbus where you just like go eat 
30, 35 minutes a night, whatever it needs to be. Like he's going to be able to do that still. He's 29 years old. He's going to be able to do that for, I would say, several more years. I mean, he he's not the problem. It's the, that, you know, obviously you paid him too much. That's fine. But the not problem nice. is that he hasn't really been given a fair shake in terms of what's been around him to fill the role that he's supposed to fill. I mean, look at the Oilers. Like the Darnell Nurse contract is just as bad as the Seth Jones contract, but nobody really complains about it all that much because the other, well, I guess people do complain about it. Because but no, pieces, you're not expected to be good at defense it's, if it's, you're on the it's, Oilers. It's not as glaring <laughs> a problem or like a lightning rod because the Oilers have the other pieces in place and Darnell Nurse can just play a role in which he's overpaid for, but it's fine because he's a good player on the back end. Darnell Nurse also scores goals. And right. Unfortunately, but so do the Oilers has kind of taken a break from doing so that. So do the Oilers. The entire Blackhawks team minus one line is taking a break from scoring goals this season. <laughs> Take your time, Basically, boys. Yeah. One, guy, yeah. one guy. We're saving him for next year. I don't think Hell yeah. Are. Smart. Don't talk to the Blackhawks. They're not peaking too early. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the Blackhawks hate the contract as much as the fans do right now. Now, Kyle Davidson is a forward thinking GM, unlike the last guy who is the one who signed Seth Jones to this deal in the first place, trying to wedge open a window that we all knew was probably already closed. Uh, But he's the type of guy that knows, like, hey, that $9.5 million helps me reach the cap floor for these next few years because imagine the garbage I have to bring in here just to hit the floor if I didn't have that $9.5 million. And as Mario alluded to, the like most of the Blackhawks' NHL-ready prospects right now are all defensemen, so it's nice to have a guy like that here to help them mm-hmm. transition. But he's also the type – Davidson's also the type of GM. If someone calls him now and says – I'll help you take that off now. I don't think he, I think he definitely considers it depending yeah. on what it costs him and all that stuff to be like, all right, because four years from now, when I really want to move it, it's probably even harder to get rid of it. So it's an interesting theory, but as Pete says, I don't think anybody's making <laughs> that phone call right now. No. And, and I think Seth Jones, he's very much a competitive guy and wants to win. He's endured a lot of losing in his career. Um, so to have him around and have him be somebody who's, you know, maybe going to be, you know, kind of a, in a, in a pissy mood, uh, in the next couple of years, because of all the losing, when they get back to that point of where, you know, you want to be competitive, you want to be contending for things and you have more of an expectation of playing better. He's a guy that can maybe be a bit of a motivating factor for some of these young guys and be like, Hey man, like I want to stop losing. Like let's start winning some, some effing games. And, and, you know, people can, can take that, you know, one way or the other. But I think having somebody like that, that's like, I'm sick of losing. I want to friggin' win and I, I'm going to do it here. Um, that can be motivating for some guys. And that's another reason getting back to like what Greg said, I like it for Seth Jones because I love Seth Jones. Check out our interview with Seth Jones. It's on the YouTube. Smash the button. Subscribe. Do all that. He got there thinking, and it's not his fault because he also got there with a big contract, but he got there to bridge the Taves and Kane era to the young guys who probably aren't Connor Bedard. You totally restart everything era. 
And he got to a team that thought it was just, I don't know, down on its luck. When in reality, it was bottoming out. It was cratering. It was not a good team. It was not going to make the playoffs. And he signed on to go from one successful situation to another. And instead, he's been around for the dog, not days, the dog years. Fans can say, oh, well, yeah, well, you're making the money. You're contributing to that, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he was planning on spending this part of his career in such a losing situation. That's not, I don't think he's complaining about that, but just something to consider with like, wouldn't you love to see him in the playoffs and doing what he's done in the postseason, playing a million minutes? I threw out in this crazy hypothetical Carolina. You don't have guys signed long-term. If you dropped in Seth Jones and now Seth Jones is on a contender for the next few years, that would rock. And, and, Seth, and we'll take Seth Jarvis. Seth for Seth. Sure. And Seth, yeah. Seth but a trade like that for Carolina. That for sure. <laughs> even if it's not specifically Seth Jones of Carolina, a deal like that keeps her window open longer. Because instead of, you know, depending on Brent Burns to give you whatever he's got left, like the Hawks did with Seabrook, you're bringing another guy who can give you kind of equivalent level. And, and DJ, your point about Jones coming in with kind of a different expectation than what is the current reality a lot of guys, I think, in his situation would kind of pout and sulk about it. Instead, over the last, like, month, Seth Jones has been playing like, 27, 28 minutes a night. Yeah. He's ending games with, you know, five or six shots on goal and 12 shot attempts. He's been playing his ass off. Yeah. So there's been no signs of him, like, throwing his hands up in the air and saying, this is my life for the next, you know, six, seven years. No, he's, he's kind of dug in, and I think he's starting to maybe embrace this mentorship role that is kind of a new thing for him now with Taves and Kane gone. So I think he's responded really well this year, despite not scoring. He rocks. I'm, I'm really better leader guy. than Taves and Kane. I'm, yes. <laughs> Set it right there. Put, put, put the yes. statue up right now. Uh, yep. What? Yep. Send him to Calgary. Calgary. Don't fucking send him to Calgary. <laughs> Too much. So That's punishment. Send him to Calgary because Calgary will get take and get their hands on and lock up guys that are under contract for as long as possible just so they can't leave town. Yeah, they're going to redo the CBA and be like, can we tack on more years to this long contract that the other team wants to get away from? Yeah. Uh, well, your guys are right. It's never going to happen, but it, it is fun conversation, especially uh, he's been in uh, because of the end of the game, the Chelios game, where he came in, had two shots on goal, and then Patrick Kane was oh. off the other way. Don't even get they us started on that. They were good shots on goal. Shut Don't up, even cry, baby the, ass. Not you, but yeah. just... The people that complained about him taking those shots are fucking insane. I'm Dummies. sorry. Absolutely insane. The floor I is yours. I know that, that Connor Bedard was feet away, but the higher percentage play there is to take the open shot when you're in the slot. And the big complaint with Seth Jones for the past year or so has been he doesn't shoot the puck enough. Shoot it. And he did. The problem is that nobody covered for him. Yeah, this is an echo in here, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, by the way, the floor is yours on that. It, it's been it has been a battle that the three of us have been fighting uh, over the last forty eight hours. Well, and we got Luke Richardson on our side today, so uh, I think we win. Yeah, yeah, Luke basically said the exact same thing. We're going to play it in the second half. A little of the bit show. more eloquently, but same thing. <laughs> yeah, he kind of went in depth on and look like that's the nature of three on three. And and Luke Richardson said as much as if you get a great scoring chance. And it goes the other way. You're you're pretty much screwed. And he said, yeah. had Mrazek made the save on Kane, the Hawks would have been off the other way and had an equally great scoring chance. Like that's the nature of three on three. So he basically said there's no one to blame. It just that's what happens when you're 
in chaos mode in a three on three overtime. Hey, that's the name of your show. <laughs> that's right. I feel like people are like, for some reason, this year is the year that people are starting to understand that, that that's how three on three works. Where it's yeah. like, you don't score, you get scored on. There, I forget what game it was. We, I think we were talking to Zach Wierenski about this. Uh, the, the announcer was like, Pittsburgh playing great, like uh, Pittsburgh really pouring it on now. They've had a scoring chance. I'm like, yeah, but they didn't score. So, and then like a second later, they got scored on. It was like, how do you not know this is how it works? It's not good news in overtime if you create a scoring chance. It right. needs to go in or it's going the other way and you're probably going to allow that goal. Yeah, I mean, I think back to the uh, Team North America in Sweden, one of the best three-on-three overtimes I've ever seen. They were just, it was chance after chance after chance after chance, and then finally Nathan McKinnon, you know, basically gets a, a wide-open opportunity and, and buries it. It's just, that's, that is just when when three-on-three opens up, it's just, it's do or die. Like, you have to score or you're you're at the mercy of you know your goalie at the other end so i mean you the the worst three on three overtimes are the ones in which people play defense so right yeah or regroup (laughs) yeah stop fucking regrouping (laughs) yeah the circle back circle back yeah Yeah. that's 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 eventually there's going to be some sort of backcourt violation rule and three on three overtime I, I imagine that's coming. So they say. They say they're going to talk about it. We were spitballing today. I want to pretend that there's always a board of governor meetings coming up, and because people, whenever <laughs> those there's something going on up. in hockey, they say this will be a topic at the board of governors meeting. So hopefully that's <laughs> going to be a topic, and they do something about it. Because boy, oh boy, especially if you're at one of those games and they're looping back, regrouping. We have but five minutes, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Quit dicking around. Yeah, grab ass no more grab ass exactly yeah um spikes at center ice i want to ask you guys uh since you're not a bruins podcast you're basically an oilers podcast um you know we saw them be awful to the point where their coach uh was fired we saw them almost set an nhl record in wins and now they've sort of fallen back to average i so i'm kind of left feeling like i always do about the oilers what are they are they great? Are they not? Are they cup contenders? Your thoughts? Oilers are one of the three, four, five best teams in hockey. They're also the Oilers, so they're going to <laughs> run hot and cold. They're going to be a mess. If they're not performing offensively, they're toast. The question is, how do they look defensively from one week to the next? Goaltending, by and large, has been solid since they fired the coach. Stu Skinner has fallen on very hard times, but even in those games, we talked about this the other day, Like his stats are horrible. But you look at the, the, that six-game stretch he had, there were so many moments, especially in the first half of those games, where you're like, boy, it's a good thing they had Stu Skinner because there were like nine more goals that could have gone in. So they're sloppy defensively. They don't have any defensive stalwarts. However, just get the puck to the offensive zone, and some of the things they do on, on that side of the Ice should be illegal. They're incredible overall. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't help that Connor McDavid sucks now, hasn't scored in like a calendar year. Yeah. He only has 500 assists. It's pretty embarrassing. If for I'm him, another so. GM, I'm calling Edmonton saying, do you hate this contract as much as uh, the rest of us do? Yeah. Will you eat $2 million? Oilers so, need like, defense. Seth Jones for Connor McDavid. Yeah. Who says no? There you go. Exactly. Who says win, no? Win. Yeah. I mean, like part of the beauty of the Oilers show is that when you buy a ticket, you don't know what you're going to get on any 
any given night. So I'm glad that things have kind of come back down to earth for the Oilers, where they're not the worst team in the world. They're not the best team in the world. They're somewhere in the middle. And depending on what night it is, they might be closer to the worst. And another night that might be very close to the best. It's That's the beauty of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and they just, I mean, th- this is the time of the year where, you know, maybe that, that switch goes back down to off. And then guys on that team are able to flip it back on at the right time. And you get hot and you go into, the, you, I mean, you get into the postseason with, uh, with McDavid on a run. I had half a mind there to be like, what? Nugent Hopkins was just out for a few games. That's it. He was just hurt and everything's going to be amazing. They looked mighty good against the Kings. They seeded the first goal the other night, but Jim Hiller and the Kings, I think, were largely responsible for starting that skid. Oilers lost their minds once they lost that game against the Kings, but they're starting to get back. And we'll find out on what's Wednesday, on Wednesday night, when they take on the Blues in the stupidly scheduled 8.30 p.m. Eastern Conference start time. for the, these guys. Yeah. yeah well, no, we're in the U.S. You're in uh, Chicago, so that's 7.30 for, that's, for that, y'all. That's, that's normal puck drop for Hawks. Yeah, we, have, we have to deal with a 9 p.m. Eastern start for a home game against the Avalanche on Thursday, which will be on national television. So, what? Yeah, okay, yeah. Board of Governors what? meetings. <laughs> Discuss doing weird-ass times that don't make... I'll, I'll take so a weird-ass... Like in, in the Eastern, uh, on, or Eastern Standard Time, I will take a 10 p.m. start if it is playing... You no, know, if it's being played in Los Angeles, oh, I understand mm, that. Yeah. So it's a 7 p.m. start over there. We're doing things like tonight, where it's... 8.30 east, or so it's 5.30, or it would be 6.30 in uh, Edmonton. Okay, a 6.30 start in Edmonton against the Blues doesn't make, like, who are you catering you should, to there? You should never be starting before 7 p.m. Uh, uh, when there are 7 p.m. local time, when there are two games on the schedule. Unless, unless you are a West Coast team. As I said, local time local no no i'm saying i'm saying like i'll do like a like a five or six west coast is okay every now and then because they're used to having all the early starts no not if there's two games on the schedule yeah if there's two i mean on a weekday tonight's structure it's a bad structure yeah we had a we had a home game because we were the second game in tnt against the minnesota wild that that can't miss appointment television (laughs) wasn't it the edmonton game uh, that was pushed back to like 8.52. Well, that was earlier, but yeah, this was yeah. more recent. The Connor Bedardless Chicago Blackhawks versus the Minnesota Wild, and it did, puck drop wasn't until like 8.47 local time for two central division, central time zone teams. It was just insane, but I guess that, get, that you, one I'm totally cool with because there's nothing that will be more effective in putting me to sleep than watching the <laughs> Connor Bedard with Chicago Blackhawks and the Minnesota Wild. May I ask? That I'm was the Felino versus Felino night. Did uh, did Brock Faber have any points in that game? Uh, but his plus minus was out of the, out of this world. Yeah, <laughs> which we all he know. Really, he the, really played a lot of minutes. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love the tone behind that. <laughs> I'm not getting this. He's just being—he's like being sarcastic, saying like I don't care about he, this. He played a lot of minutes. It was great. His plus minus. Well, that's was that's awesome the argument that the people that are saying that Brock Faber should be considered for the Calder—that has become the argument. Like, look at his plus minus. Look at the time on ice. The key points are: look at how many minutes he plays, and look at what his plus minus is as a 21-year-old defenseman. Yeah. Do me a favor. I asked how many points he had for real. 
How many? Yeah, he no, is no what? Time. Second. How many points? Uh, points did he have? In I that game, he didn't number? have any points in that yeah, game. Yeah, no, none. Because he doesn't get points. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you. I, I don't know how many plus minus highlight reels are out there, but I, I got to think he might be the first. Drill correction, he gets points. He only gets points when Connor Bedard is not playing hockey. That's yeah, right. That's, and then once he true. feels the heat, he pisses. Turn him off. Turn him off. off. <laughs> the lights are too bright. It's Donald Trump is Brock Faber. He was president once. Yes. <laughs> All right, fellas. We love having you on. Uh, what's Good. coming up this week, next week, that you want to give people a heads up on on the What Chaos Show? Uh, Brock Faber joins the show <laughs> awesome. tomorrow. How long That'll is he going to be on the show? Smash subscribe. Uh, we, there, there was a heated uh, discussion today about Aiden Hill's Skate Blade, and yeah. uh, I hope everybody can check that out. Uh, smash that. subscribe on the What Chaos YouTube. I dropped the link in there maybe eight minutes ago. And uh, we, we'll have a trade deadline special next week as well. Yeah, we so. have a trade deadline special next week. Before we get out of here, can we ask you guys this question? Uh, what's worse from an optical standpoint if you're a grown man and you have, uh, you're have you presented with an opportunity to maybe walk through sand? Uh, would you rather be lifted up and carried by other grown men or would you rather walk through the sand and then have the grown men clean your feet afterwards what's a better uh, optical thing okay so those situation? are the only options i can't just walk through and deal with the sand myself i mean no. that's what a grown man would no, do you're a grown man. Man. you have two grown men on either side of you and they're going to help you one way or another they're either going to pick you up and carry you and you're going to be uh, photographed or you have to walk through and then they're going to clean your feet and you're going to be photographed doing that i would say for me I'd like to be carried because it would be comedic value of two people trying to lug me through sand <laughs> and I can kind of play it up and do like the stately wave, you know, that sort of a thing. But having people tend to my sandy feet. No, that's no. I'm getting carried because I hate people touching my feet. <laughs> I say mm, dust Sean's off my feet. Peasants. Sean's very happy about all this. All right. Well, I guess we got to go now. He wants the boys on his feet. Wait, before you go, uh, Something no. <laughs> you guys have introduced that we love is the like spike. Can you uh, oh, yeah. talk our audience through the concept of a like spike so we can steal it from you? <laughs> Only if you get us seven subscriptions on Done. YouTube. We need seven of your people. Seven for the great Brent Seabrook. <laughs> we want seven. Okay. Shelios yeah. has had his moment now. Piss on him. Severed Santa Pass is numbered and we all know it. I don't remember Brent Seabrook killing it with the Red Wings. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. And the Thrashers. All I'm fair. saying. All right, Pete, do a like spike. For uh, the, the concept of the like spike is that when the numbers get high in the stream, you want uh, as many likes on the YouTube video as, as you can possibly get. So you just say three, two, one, like spike. And you have everybody who's currently watching right now just hit that like button. And it is a proven effective strategy because our likes have been skyrocketing over the past like <laughs> week and a half so everybody who's in this chat right now it's time for the like spike hit that thumbs up baby give us a like oh, see boom. law knows what he's doing he just threw one. the tommy hawk give us a yeah, like right. thing as we soon as one. i did that 
All right, well, we got one, so. Right, that's, that's two. <laughs> There's two. All Thank right. you guys. <laughs> awesome. See, we used to, bri- last season we bribed, we did a tankathon well, we lottery spins too. at the end of every episode, and we would bribe people. If we get 50 more likes by the end of the show, we'll give you an extra spin. But we're not doing the spins this year because we were like, this season isn't going to be about the number one overall pick. Aha, we were proven <laughs> wrong pretty quick. But, yeah, so we need to find another way to bribe people to like the show. Also, when you have the best odds at the number one pick, why spin the wheel? You're just exactly. setting yourself up for you know, <laughs> call, disaster. Yeah. Uh, check this out. Uh, we're not leaving until we get four more subs <laughs> on YouTube. The link is in there. I think you already put that in there. Yes. Yes. Go, go subscribe to Watch Cash. You won't YouTube, You said that as like a sign-off type of thing. It's not a sign-off type of thing. We're not leaving until I mean, we get four we got, more subs. Yeah, all day. Hey, that's no all right. Do our, we're about to do a Monster Jam ad, Reed. You want to stick around for that? <laughs> I'm hitting refresh until I get the figure I want. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, stick around. You guys yeah. can hang out. Yeah, all that's right. fine. Do an just, ad read. We're just going to get... sit there. Do an ad read. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I've already subscribed from all my burner accounts, so I can't, uh, I can't do anything now. like yet. an ad read. Do an ad read. <laughs> Will, please subscribe. Be like right. Jay. What a guy. Go for it. Well, Pete and DJ, are you are you guys uh, Monster Jam fans? Sure. Yes. I need more energy than that. I gotta feel. I gotta feed off of it. You big yeah. big monster truck guys. Yeah. Shout out Grave Digger. <laughs> Everybody knows Grave Digger. Damn y'all. Grave Digger, El Toro Loco, Earth Shaker, Black Panther, Black Pearl, and all the other colored named uh, Monster me? Jams. You can see them this weekend <laughs> at the Allstate Arena brother. for the most unex. You're interrupting my Monster Jam read. <laughs> the oh, most. <laughs> this is what happens when you guys don't subscribe in time. The, the things just go off the rails. This could have not been happening. Yeah, that's true. The most unexpected, unscripted, and unforgettable motorsports experience for family and fans in the world today returns to Chicagoland for an adrenaline-charged weekend at the Allstate Arena. From March 1st through the 3rd this weekend, the world's best drivers show off crazy skills and all-out racing in fierce head-to-head battles for the event championship. Engineered to perfection, the 12,000-pound Monster Jam trucks push all the limits in freestyle skills, Donuts and racing competitions. The Arena Series West Champion will receive a highly coveted automatic bid to the prestigious Monster Jam World Finals to compete for the title of World Champion. See world-class athletes in action performing the craziest stunts in all of motorsports. Experience big-time family fun at Monster Jam. Unexpected, unscripted, unforgettable. This is Monster Jam. See it live at the All-State Arena, March 1st through the 3rd, this weekend. The link for tickets is in the description. Brother, well done. There you go. Breaking news. We have some breaking news. Breaking news. Woo, woo, woo. Trade Center, Trade Center, breaking news. What's the news, Pete? Uh, Richard Lewis died. Rest in peace, Richard Lewis. Oh, wow. oh no. Man. That is that is quite the... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> That's what happens quite, when you don't spike those likes. <laughs> Please. Wow. Uh, that is... Uh, you know, when you don't subscribe to what chaos, comedians from the 80s die. Someone protect Bobcat Goldfleet. <laughs> that is Please, that I mean, quite the bummer. Wait, Bobcat? What about Bobcat? Is he still No, going? I'm saying we got to make sure we get the likes and subs so he doesn't yeah. die. 
One like equals one. Person. If you don't subscribe, this will devolve into uh, seemingly a speculative conversation about the fates of beloved entertainers. We still have not gotten you seven subs. This is concerning. Uh, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't really have a way of knowing whether we got the seven subs. I can just fucking tell. <laughs> All right, well, stick around. It's, you guys can, I'll do a Coors Light read. It's not going to be as exciting as, uh, as Monster like, Jam, but. Could be. There's like two or three people that are like, should I do it? Should I do it? If, just do it. We'll be able to tell just off of energy and vibes. And right. subscribing to a YouTube channel is not one of the hardest decisions you'll make in one day. Right. It, it shouldn't be that that hard. Well, here's a, here's a nice transition. Ready for this, fellas? Yeah. A good decision I always make. Pour one out for Richard Lewis. Because when I want to chill, I crack open a nice cold Coors Light. That's true. Because it is cold. It is refreshing. I can drink many of them and still feel like I want to live. It's wonderful. <laughs> Big fan of the Coors Light. And when we're uh, unwinding after a stressful, another Blackhawks another, overtime another, loss. Another Blackhawks 3-1 loss. <laughs> don't, yes. talk, don't talk to us about overtime losses. We live in Boston. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you guys can kick back with a nice Coors Light as well because it's always good to take the edge off. After I don't drink. Night, or you're, just, you're chilling with your bros. You know what I mean? You guys know what I'm talking about. You want to crack open a nice Coors Light. It's perfect for embracing the chill. And when those mountains turn blue, you know it's as cold as Rockies. Coors Light is cold, lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged for a smoother finish. When it's time to chill, Package. open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment, crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Go to Instacart and get Coors Light delivered straight to your door right now. CoorsLight.com slash CHGO Hockey. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Light Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, well, fellas, you were here to suck down after you've just cleaned off the feats of all your homies with the Absolutely. Sandy. Oh, That's yeah. True. Is that, but I miss it. Is this the DJ Khaled thing? My wife kind of yeah. mentioned this. Yeah. In yeah. Mm-hmm. Can someone, can someone help me? What is it that he does? He's a music producer. He's, He's a, a producer. producer? Yeah. And then he just goes on songs and says his name over and over again, right? Yeah. It's his tag. Yeah, you see that the like it's a bit like it's a confusing thing. Well, I, like I just, he's gamed he, the system. His fame seems way I mean, higher than it should be for what Jay, he does. Same thing that, that that P Diddy used to do before he started killing everybody. Uh, <laughs> may I ask you a question? Uh, yeah. What is your what, what's your bag musically? Who do you like to uh, take in, Jay? Oh boy, I'm not gonna say. How much time I, I hate have. to say every everything. I like everything, but uh, my favorite current bands are the National Murder by Death. I've really gotten into Future Islands lately. Greg and I are going eh. to see Metallica in the summer. Like, wow, thanks for the invite. It's kind of arranging. Oh. You were right there. We were talking about it. When? At the game? You know I can't hear your conversations. Oh. Okay, so you just all right, so you just named Metallica. Metallica yeah. has worked with a producer named Rick Rubin. Yes. Rick Rubin is the ultimate what-does-that-guy-do producer. It's just that he doesn't also yell DJ Khaled, so he doesn't get those <laughs> allegations tossed his way. There okay. are some producers who really get in the weeds, who help write the song, arrange it, make it great. There's other producers producers who just, like, hang out, don't know how to do anything, and they're like, let's just have a good time. DJ Khaled is one of those producers. He's Rick okay. Rubin. The difference between DJ Khaled and Rick Rubin is I've actually listened to stuff Rick Rubin's produced. <laughs> At least I know I have. I, mean, I, yeah. could, I you, couldn't you, tell you one song. Rick Rubin's done DJ awesome Khaled shit. stuff. Back in the day, Khaled had it. Yeah, Wild Thoughts. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, I was honestly asking. I because I'm I'm old. I don't know. You know, I'm 46, so it's it's passed me by. 
All right, well, while you guys are here, um, why don't you hear from Luke Richardson? You guys can hear what he had to say <laughs> about the uh, the Seth Jones uh, overtime non-goal Patrick King game winner. You want to hear that? I think we're gonna be here. No, I think we're going to be here a while, so uh, right. you play what you need to play. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's fire it up. It's been a lot of conversation about that overtime goal that Kane scored and who did what correctly and incorrectly. How would you break down the way that final play went? Well, I think, uh, you know, if you can category better uh, goals against in, in overtime, the game before, I think we, we didn't make a correct decision when we went in. Uh, I, I think it was against, uh, uh, was it Winnipeg? Yeah, it was uh, yeah. Connor's, Connor's goal. So Nick kind of went in. He tried to hold on to the puck. I think he's got a, he's got a, and he tried to deke through down low. Very low percentage play to try and, make something offensive ha happen. He needs to pull out of there and use the rules that people don't like of coming back and mm -hmm. maybe taking another run at it and see if you get a better uh, chance to get that grade A chance. Until you get that grade A chance, uh, I, I think you take your time and you hold the puck and you make your changes and get fresh guys out there and try and get them tired. Uh, that was a grade A chance for me, for you know Seth in there. And could he have given it to Khrushchev? Uh, that opened up for one time, maybe, but he's on. He's a right-handed, and he's on his forehand, and he's in the prime scoring area. So it didn't go in. So we're gonna say that it, 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 there could be other options. But if it went in, everybody would have said, "Yeah, you're in the prime score area. You did the right thing and you shot it." But because it didn't go in, it, it still counts as a prime scoring area for us. That's the right decision: is to take it to the net and shoot it. Um, unfortunately, you know, Kaner was behind the play. And he knew he couldn't help on the defense, so he just hung there hoping that he got the save. And that would have been the same thing if Peter made the save the other way and we had two fresh guys coming on the ice behind because they were exhausted and changed. It would have worked out, but those are just ifs and would have right out. Yeah, so that's a, that's a sentiment of three on three, right? It is. Because you, as soon you as you open it up, a darker courage have to go yeah. to be aware and race back to center ice. Right? Well, they're trying to score and yeah. you're trying to win in overtime. So they're both on both sides. As one timer, the guy, uh, the defenseman uh, flexes out, kind of takes Connor away because they're probably worried about him being the most dangerous guy. And uh, the other guy played a two-on-one, and, and uh, Seth decided to take it to the net and got two shots off it, basically a shot and a close rebound. And then, uh, and then Debrinkin scooped up the, the puck and went the other way. So uh, we'll say, compared to the Winnipeg game, it's a step in the right direction. We took the right uh, um, you know, decision. We, we made the right decision shooting in the the scoring prime scoring area but didn't work out and that's you're right when overtime is patient and it goes back and forth and people are crowds getting grumbly and they're getting impatient but the once you make your first strike it's either a goal and a celebration or it's or you're going to start trading chances back and forth and that's that's what happened luke richardson and his intense eye contact i don't you guys probably don't know that about him if you ask him a question he stares you in the eye the entire four minutes he answers it there, there are some serial killer qualities to Luke Richardson. One of them, something I found out this week, is that he's just obsessed with eating all bran. Yes. Instead of like bran flakes, instead of corn flakes, just all bran, just full bran bowls, and will take them on the road with him to uh, visiting cities just in case they don't have it. I call him Luke Richardson because the guy's got to be regular as fuck. <laughs> yes. A little too regular. Yeah. He's a guy who is obsessed with apparently uh, 
his physicality, being in the gym, and just coaching a hockey team that refuses to touch anybody from the other team. And no iPads. Yeah, <laughs> no iPads. To be honest with no you, screen time. He, is, he is incredibly fit. Mm-hmm. And if it was uh, overtime, game seven of the playoffs, I would take him over probably two-thirds of the current Blackhawks defensemen to keep the puck out of the net. Because he's he's out there and he skates with those guys and he's he's he can hold his he's, own. Like he's, he is, he's still a workhorse for, yeah. for a guy at at, uh, at a uh, higher age than I. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you, it's worked for him. Can you name a former uh, Blackhawks defenseman who is currently an NHL head coach? A former Blackhawks defenseman who is a current NHL head coach. Is uh, yes, Bruce sir. Cassidy right? Yeah, maybe Bruce, Bruce Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah. Yep, yeah, they're good buddies. That they're uh, they're good buddies, Bruce and uh, Luke. I could see that. I could see anybody who met Bruce Cassidy being good buddies with him. He's the nicest guy. Here's my concern. I think that you're enjoying, meaning the listeners and subscribers, this so much mm-hmm. that you're willfully not subscribing because you know <laughs> we get what we want, we peace out. You've made this so, segment too good. I don't know it's where that leaves backfire. Us. Yeah. Yeah, and people don't want to navigate away. Yeah. So, I mean, this was your plan. So, what, what, how do we, what do we do? They need to open a new tab unless they're on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> the seven subscriber, that was your idea. No, you said we'd get you seven subscribers. We didn't say right now. At this point. We've gained 800 subscribers <laughs> since this. But no, so like the 132 Damn. people in there right now. I see no reason, including the fact that they could already be subscribed. That's well, what a lot of them are saying. You're, you're preaching to the wrong audience. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll tweet it from like the Cubs and Bears accounts. That'll help you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you. A, Could you get we'll us get, on those shows? I have we'll a get you on a We'll get you a spot on the Bears show and like that. Yeah. I mean, those guys get like 6,000 live viewers a day. So, oh, like, here's yeah. what we got to do. We have Fields takes. I was going to say, if you want to do draft strategy talk, that's I it. Can, All right, you guys were at the game. Super Bowl. You're football yeah. experts. We'll get you a spot on there this week. That's right. I've been to more Super Bowls than the Bears. You got oh, base, well, most people have any baseball thoughts on <laughs> Cody Bellinger. You'll you'll get some subscribers from there, too. I mean, if it's not about the penises being shown, I don't totally care about baseball right now. <laughs> That's, That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. Uh, Wait till next not... year when Fanatics gets a hold of these NHL jerseys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All out of dong. Those Buffalo wait. Sabres, uh, white, white breezers are going to be a problem. I can't wait. I'm going to see Tage Thompson, more of them you've ever seen. I, mean, I hope so. All right, I mean, so Luke, a... uh, I just wanted to play that Luke audio so the three of us can dunk on people. Yeah, that's basically it's, the it's, purpose of asking that question. It's on the internet now, so. And I want to yeah, get your guys' take their face a little bit. You guys are wrong, right? They were wrong. Yeah, and I, I want to. I right want thing. your opinion, fellas. That I did not lead him into his answer <laughs> when I asked the question. I said, "There's been a lot of conversation about who did what right and who did what wrong. Can you talk us through the overtime game winner?" That was not a leading question. I didn't say Seth Jones did the right thing, right? No, I left it. You, I left it vague. You let him a little bit. You said, well, you, "What do you say to the people who question Seth Jones's <laughs> shot choice?" There, you let him a little bit. <laughs> All right, fair. That's fair. Well, the, the, but I did appreciate how he, like, said, "Hey, the game before Nick Felino, who he loves and everybody loves, yep. did the wrong thing." So this time we did the right thing. So you, you, he kind of like prefaces it saying like, I'm not always just going to stick up for my guys. This guy did the wrong thing last game. So we did the right thing this time. And because we just having a season from hell, even when we do the right thing, it's the wrong thing. Well, it's almost as if they've had that conversation before with the team. 
about 63 times. I don't like him throwing <laughs> Nick Foligno under the bus. Yeah, you insult Nick him Foligno a little gets, bit. Nick Foligno gets to decide what's right and wrong because Nick Foligno rocks. <laughs> yeah, he's the coach. Well, he's joining us post-game. Right after the game tomorrow, he's going to be on our post-game show, so we'll tell him all about it. I'm sure he's going to be really? in a great mood after Blackhawks and Avalanche. <laughs> Could, could, could we tap in? to the What Chaos YouTube? Yeah, could we tap it? He's, he had very nice things to say about uh, this show and uh, its general vibe and idea. Could we tap into that conversation? <laughs> I have a, a plan on something that we could do on the stream. Well, he, sure. The I'll, I'll send yeah. you guys the uh, the same link, and we'll have we'll have a trio box, and it'll all be seamless, right, Law? Uh, I won't be here, so good luck. <laughs> okay. so That'll yes. be other producers' problems. It will be, it will be yeah, real. Be. Like, In what? fact, longer than you may think. <laughs> I don't know, not to shoot my wad on the I, I don't know. I think, I think if we had all of us on long. with Nick, if we had all of us on with Nick, it's <laughs> be the last time Nick will ever call in. <laughs> I do think, though, we should, when we have him in, in studio for a non-post game, we should have you guys pop in and say hi. I'm down for Absolutely. that. That would be fun. Yeah, we love. If it. you have him in studio, we'll physically come and and well, see him. I mean, Pete's, Pete's here, here like every other week anyway, anyway yeah. so yeah. it might just line up. We've got we got we got Felino booked twice a month. Once in studio, once calling in for post game. So his next time will be an in studio session. It'll be his third time in studio. He's Tell a, he's us our the brother. I will be we'll there be no there. matter yeah. what. All right, sweet. We will let you know. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe, everybody. I like that you were just about to say we'll let you go. Like, like, no, we I said we'll let you know the ultimate say in the matter here. This <laughs> no, you're, time. you're good. You're, you guys, whenever you're welcome to stay, you're welcome we'll to go. We'll leave the set and you guys can keep going. You're I'm actually, fine. you're leaving. What's going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, do that. we'll leave the lights on for you. It's like one of yeah. those radio thons. <laughs> you stay on for 24 straight hours. Yeah. All right, fellas. Thank you so right. much. We, we love, love you. you. All right, love you. Bye. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Subscribe, everyone, to What Chaos mm -hmm. for the love of God. Yeah, <laughs> go to YouTube, subscribe to What Chaos. Make sure you follow on the podcast too. Uh, Pete and DJ and Sean do an awesome job. It, honestly, it is quickly my favorite sports podcast. I, 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 I do not miss an episode. It's very rare I miss an episode. I don't know what I get more a kick out of their amazing mastery of sarcasm and humor. Or to this day, people who think they're serious. It's yes. There are so many people who think still that they're being serious. Like yes, you does, know when they're William Nylander hate the troops was not right. a sincere like, question. Yeah. You know when they're being serious, which is like four percent of the time. Yes. Yeah, I, I, it's good stuff. Yep, Those I very much great. enjoy the show. These guys are good. I very much too. Who's talking about the cleaners again? Is that me or is no, that that's me? Uh, oh, go for it. The guy that is an expert on getting food stains on shirts. There you go. <laughs> I, I am a first ballot Hall of Famer. That is a blue shirt he's wearing, yes. everybody. <laughs> it's a plain blue shirt. It was. But he went to lunch. I, and I had some dipping Dots for lunch. <laughs> and all hell broke loose. Ice cream of the future. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do get all kinds of weird stains on my shirts, the first place I turn to is CD One Price Cleaners. Customers can save over 30% on their dry cleaning bill just by switching to CD One Price Cleaners. Other cleaners charge a different price for every garment type, plus they have upcharges or may make you pay a different price each time you visit. Ooh. So maybe when you get mustard on your purple shirt, they charge you six bucks. The next time you get... Uh, soy sauce on that purple shirt and mm. then they charge you nine dollars and you're like what the heck well at cd one price cleaners guess how many prices they charge 
Uh, is it one? Just one. Wow. Not just clever advertisement. Yep. Even for sports jerseys, <laughs> the same one low price. CD1 Price Cleaners has your order ready the same day or the next day. Other cleaners can take two to four days to have your clean garments ready. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Yeah, CD1 Price Cleaners will send you a text message and say, hey, your crap no longer has a mustard stain in it. Come get it. <laughs> got the crap out of it. Yes. And don't buy any more mustard. <laughs> they also they offer such a wide variety of services, dry cleaning, wash and fold laundry, blankets and comforters, tailoring and alterations, leather cleaning, and even area rug cleaners for when you spill mustard on your rug. So visit chgo.cd1, that's O-N-E dot com. The link is in the description. You can click it right then and there. Once there, you can pick from... Uh, an in-store coupon or online pickup and delivery coupon options. Once again, that's chgo.cdone.com. Very convenient. Big yeah. fan of CD1 price cleaners. And if you're getting all this unruly mustard, I mean, you might as well invest yeah. in I some CD1 I price I like my cleaning. spicy mustard, and sometimes my spicy mustard and I get in an argument, and it goes all over the place. What's great is the CD1 price cleaners in Homewood is right next to Harold's Chicken. Perfect. So I go in there, get some uh, mild sauce on my shirt, just like, well, just tear it off Hulk style and bring it right in. <laughs> go straight from... <laughs> so they've, so what you're saying is they've seen you walk in shirtless many times. Yeah. I'm like, I need uh, this cleaned. I'm like Greg, Greg Braggs or Bert Kreischer. I'm just always shirtless walking into the cleaners like, hey, Jay, just leave it on the counter. Uh, you had extra sauce on your chicken again, didn't you? Yep. All right. See you tomorrow. Uh, speaking of convenient, game time. Very convenient. Game time is the place to go. If you're looking for those last-minute tickets, Mario, I thought you heard me. I'm sorry. Absolutely but if you not. want to buy a single that comes to Metallica. We have, we have Metallica. had zero, zero conversation about Metallica oh, last Lord. week. Well, I'm a dick. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Oh, well. But, hey, game time. You'll be able to find a ticket yeah, for Metallica. I might, I might just do it right now. And Let's everything see. else on game time. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry, Mario, when you're buying tickets to Metallica or your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Look, I'm going to go off script here. Okay, Law, is that okay? Oh, oh boy. Can I go off script? Oh, a my gosh. Bit? How dare you? There's nothing more for evil. The first time today, we're going off script. <laughs> it's Metallica at Soldier Field? Yeah. Okay. We're going night one. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's nothing more evil. Than these corporations that invent fees. Oh, I hate fees. Like, oh, your ticket's a hundred dollars. Okay, I'm gonna get three tickets. That three hundred bucks sounds good. Yeah, maybe a little bit of tax, so like three thirty. Why is it four hundred and seventy-five dollars? <laughs> Seriously, what's what a the processing hell? fee? You're yeah. sending me nothing. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you don't even get a fucking ticket anymore. Whoa, whoa! Sorry, you just got Way it off script. As, as someone, <laughs> as someone who has a still Jeez. saved all my ticket stubs from the '90s, yeah. early 2000s, there is nothing more annoying than going to the Chris Chelios right. ceremony and having a stupid freaking thing on my phone and that's it there's nothing for you, you to do you, you can buy the commemorative ticket oh cool i can buy it amazing it's actually really also cool. have the fees it is great really cool. yeah i have one i did buy the chelios game uh, yeah. virtual anyway it's cool the ticket. point is it's worth the 10 bucks you want to pay what you think you're paying what and game time does that with it the ticket says here's the price of ticket give me this many of them and as pete and dj always say you get as many as you want they don't surprise you with a number just get your tickets there and you're gonna know peace of mind this is the fee i'm paying and when you're not sure, like, hey, I've never been to this venue before. Maybe you want to go check out the Hawks on the road somewhere. You want to go to Nationwide Arena, and you want to make sure you're not sitting underneath the cannon. You can get use that view Smart. from your seat and know, okay, my eardrums are not going to burst out of my head. I have a safe seat at Nationwide Arena to see the ass jackets. Go to Game Time. Start an account. Game Time. .co is the website, but download the app. That's the easiest way to do it. Create an account and use the code CHGO 
for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Where are your guys' seats? What are we, 305? 30-something? Somewhere in that area. 305, 307. We'll, we'll smuggle you in. Uh, Jay, you brought up the National. Are you yes. going to see the National and the War on Drugs at the United Center? Yes, I secured those tickets yesterday as well. Are you I in found the, a pre-sale you, code. You, you and all the other are you in the pit? <laughs> are you in the pit? I'm oh, in no, the pit. I'm too old for the pit. Oh, I am too old, but There's I'm in the pit. There's a pit for a National Well, it's just, it's just like a, a GA oh, okay. floor. And, no, and, I don't do floors anymore. Well, yeah, but when Matt Berninger is wear, walking around. Does everybody wear New Balance in the, in the uh, pit? Uh, I'll probably have Pumas on myself. I don't know. No, I'm not. No, I don't do standing you. I'll wave to you. I when we went to see uh, Murder by Death and Laura Jane Grace, about 30 minutes into Murder by Death set, I'm like, oh, my back. I need one of those uh, little portable chairs the old people bring with them. Sure, sure. It's sure. like a walker that turns into a chair. I'm very close to one of those. I'm you down need, for um, You need those chair pants from that uh, chair <laughs> yeah, exactly. show. The chair pants would be great. <laughs> I don't know if they let you into the Metro with chair pants, but... Uh, I would try it. I'm getting. We're getting to the you shows now, it. though. Chairpants sounds like the worst He-Man character ever. <laughs> oh no, it's Chairpants. It's right, Moss so Man and Chairpants. Watch out. We are close to the end of the show. Yes, I, we do. Oh, yeah, we that's have right. Cubs coming up soon. Here, I gotta take. That yeah, what do we need we, to do? Well, we have a couple uh, super chats. Oh yeah, let's get those. Let's do super uh, chats. Right. Yes, they so paid for them. We should yeah. be serious. Sam Gan. Sam Gan. Sam Gan. Sam Gan. Nine ninety nine. I really like Seth Jones, and I always think it would be beneficial for Bedard if we still had Kane on the team. Here's ten dollars for the Kane jar. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's nine ninety nine for the Kane. Yeah, we threw in an extra five. Where are the fees? But yeah, here's another five uh, to add. Just wanted to make it clear that the Venn diagram of Jones haters and bring back Caners is not just let a me Let me be clear on the Patrick Kane thing, okay? For the 4,000. I just want to make sure that I am, I'll speak for myself. I think I speak for both of you. If July 1st, 2024, the Blackhawks sent an email that said the Blackhawks have agreed to a three-year deal with Patrick Kane, cool. I'm down for it. Like, he can come here and yes, he makes the team better. He helps counter Bedard. He's a franchise legend. Great. I just think the reason that they're not is perfectly logical and reasonable where they want new leadership to emerge. And don't forget, of course, Patrick Kane's going to say, I would have loved to be a Hawk for life. Yeah. Everybody's going to say that. Do you think he's going to say, no, I wanted my ass to get out of here as soon as possible. He chose to leave they said to him remember early last season kyle davidson said we will not approach him about a trade he has to come to us when the rangers traded for tarasenko it seemed like that ship had sailed all of a sudden something changed and it was a very fast opportunity and kyle davidson said do you want us to do this or not and he said yes that's it there was no force out there was no blocking out that's not what happened so, again, if they bring him back someday, cool, fine. But they've made it very clear they're looking to take the organization in a different direction and allow for the new leadership to emerge. And with Patrick Kane there, it is not as easy, or Taves, it is not as easy for new leadership it's to emerge. Connor Bedard's team. Just look at how different Seth Jones is this year versus the last two with Kane and Taves here. He is a different guy even, without them here. Even if Kane and Taze were still here, we wouldn't have Nick Felino leader as we do. Right. 
because he'd be afraid of stepping on Kane and Taves' toes. Yes. So it is what it is. We just you, it's the Blackhawks as an organization moved on. We all need to follow along. It's right. it's okay. And we're not and we're not it's saying okay. we're not saying move on from your adoration for Patrick Kane and his time in Chicago. We're not saying uh, that hey fuck this guy. Like it's not what we're saying. And I and I feel like people think that we're being like, oh, piss on Patrick Kane. No, not at all. That's not what we're saying. It's well, just, he does play for the Red Wings. It's piss on them in general. <laughs> it's piss on Detroit, yeah. Well, right. It's um, part of that. But it's 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 just that the organization is making a decision to go in a different direction. Yep. And that can be fine. Yes. It, it is happens fine. all the time. Yep. Eventually, Patrick Kane wasn't going to be a Blackhawk anymore in one way, shape, or form. So... It's that's just where we're at now. And if if he had stayed around, it's very likely that Connor Bedard wouldn't even be here. So the idea of Kane and Bedard together wouldn't even be a reality. So I don't know. All right, we got to go. Bye. We'll see you tomorrow after <laughs> Hawks and Avalanche. Yes. Remember Nick Felino joining us post game. So do not miss tomorrow's post game show. Yes. Well, well, just one last thing. We've yes, got a few hours yes, left yes, in yes, our yes, clearance yes. sale yeah, at the CSGO Locker. 30% off almost everything in the store, in go the locker. Purge. Please go purchase some things because we love you and we want to see you at the next Die Hard event. Yes. March 26th, Hawks and Flames. Uh, we are. Those tickets are already more than halfway gone. Let's Limited go. Tickets so if available. you're a Die Hard, you got to act today to get those tickets to our takeover. Do it, do it, do it. Do not be left behind. 100 level seats yeah. for our United Center takeover against Calgary Flames. I believe March 26th is yeah, right. March yeah, March 26th. Right. Yes. It's a Tuesday um, night. Allchgo.com for the uh, diehard event. CHGOlocker.com to save on the merch. Do them both today. Save yourself a buttload of money. Yeah. And we'll talk to you tomorrow after Hawks and Avs on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. <laughs> Silly like the mayor.